Hello, Texans, and welcome to the podcast as we get you ready for Texans Jets Sunday Salute to Service Day, which is many people's favorite theme. We'll hear from David Cully about that in just a few moments here on the Audio Side Dish podcast. Texans Jets, first time it's happened since 2018 when Sam Darnold was quarterbacking in New York and the Texans were there and they needed a late TD from Watson to hop to pull out that game. Back-to-back road games late in the season. Jets and Philly, you remember the rest. Let's get to the present day, though. This situation, Zach Wilson starting for the New York Jets. And looking at his numbers, it's pretty interesting because he got hurt in the Patriots game for them. And let's review. Wilson was not exactly humming along for the New York Jets. He did quarterback them to a nice victory over the Tennessee Titans in overtime when the Titans had Derrick Henry. So that was good stuff for the Jets. Two games later, he would go out with a knee injury against New England, a lopsided loss. Now, Wilson has played less than six total games, five starts and change. Davis Mills, I'm comparing rookie to rookie pure numbers here. Davis Mills to Zach Wilson. Mills is 10 points higher in completion rate, 67% completion rate for Mills, 57% for Wilson. But Mills has played more games. That doesn't mean anything. It's a completion percentage, so that doesn't really factor in. What does factor in is the extra reps to enable Mills to throw seven TDs, eight picks, compared to Wilson, who's thrown only four touchdowns in five-plus games and nine interceptions. And Wilson has been sacked 19 times, Mills 20. Look, it's not a pure comparison. Teams are different. Situations are different and all that. But Wilson was not exactly off to a scintillating start. However, Mike LaFleur, that would be Matt's little brother, has said that Wilson looks excellent in practice, that being out with the knee injury, watching Mike White and Joe Flacco do their thing has really helped Wilson, and it seems like he's, quote, a different quarterback in practice this week. We'll see how that goes down at the game at NRG Stadium on Sunday against a Texans defense that made a little bit of history with five takeaways in the victory over Tennessee. That was five takeaways against the Titans after five takeaways against the Dolphins, back-to-back games with five apiece, only the third NFL team to get that done in the last 10 years. There will be opportunities against Zach Wilson and the Jets offense on Sunday to take the ball away. Now, defensively for the Jets, they're dead last in just about everything, all right? Every major statistical category, it is not going well for them on that side of the ball. Offensively, this is interesting to me, passing yards per game. They are ninth in the NFL. Now, you might say, well, they're down a lot. they got to throw a lot. Okay, okay. But what surprised me in looking up this stat was that 15 of the 16 teams, the top 16 teams in passing yards per game, all have records of 500 or better. I think only one of them was 500, actually. So you have a lot of winning teams there that are doing well in the passing yards department, which is not totally unusual, but it's not always, oh, we're down a lot, we got to throw a lot, we're going to have a lot of passing yards per game. They're not running it the way they want to either. Sound familiar? But when you look at the Jets and their running game on the season, eh, 3.8 per carry, giving up 4.6 per carry. Look, they're last in the league in rushing yards allowed. So we'll see how it all goes down on Sunday at NRG Stadium when the Texans entertain the New York Jets and Rob Sala. There are numerous uh, connections here. Drew Doherty wrote an article about that on HoustonTexans.com. You have Sala, who is a defensive assistant here. Now, LaFleur, 
His older brother, Matt, was an assistant here. As you all know, he's the head coach of the Green Bay Packers. I knew those guys from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, when I was the voice of the Chippewas a hundred years ago when both those kids were little tiny kids. And my, how they've grown and look what they're doing in this league right now. I think Mike's going to be a very good offensive coordinator, but it's going to take some time here. They really have a tremendous amount of building to do in New York, not just at the quarterback position. Also, John Benton, former Texans offensive line coach, is coaching that O-line with the Jets. You have Tony Oden in the secondary. He was here for a bit. Basically, the guys who were in San Francisco, not all of them, but some of them went with Sala to the New York Jets. And as you all know, San Francisco is littered with former Texans employees, players, and coaches alike. It's funny because the Texans play three teams this year coached by former Texans assistants. That would be Vrabel with Tennessee. That would be Sala with the Jets. And, of course, Kyle Shanahan with the San Francisco 49ers. All right, Nick Casario, you've heard of him, general manager of the Texans. We visit with him every week. Here's a cut from Casario on the New York Jets. Now, we caught up with him before the COVID situation with Flacco and White. Wilson set to come back, but he has a lot of good info here on the New York Jets, as he doesn't even have to look this stuff up. Just off the top of his head, it's very detailed, very good. Let's start with the, from the team-building standpoint. So Joe Douglas is general manager, the things that he believes in. They've done a good job with the draft. They say they drafted a number of young players both this year and last year that are yep. probably going to be good players for a long time. Understanding what Coach Sala wants to do, how he wants to play, very aggressive coach. They play hard. They really compete. They play with a lot of effort. And then offensively, specific to what we're talking about with their quarterbacks, Mike Fleur is the offensive coordinator, so you have to understand like what's their system, how do they want to play, what are some of the things that are going to that are going to carry over regardless of who the quarterback is. So, they've had multiple quarterbacks that have played this year, like you mentioned. They've all had success at different points, but when you watch them play, regardless of who the quarterback has been, they were productive with Zach, they were productive with Mike. You know, Joe played pretty good the other day against Miami. Um, their best player offensively, their two best players are probably more uh, among the two, but more and Michael Carter and Michael yep. got hurt. Who really Michael had really done a really nice job for them, kind of as a three down back. So another Offensive. rookie play. Offen- Offensive player. Yeah, yeah there's Carter. two Michael Carter. Two Michael they have Michael, both Michael Carters have actually done a nice job. So, you know, the two backs, Carter and Johnson, they've gotten production from those players. They signed Corey Davis in free agency. He's really been a huge addition. I mean, you all saw that him you know, for however many years now with the Titans. So. Corey Davis, Elijah Moore is going to be a really good player. He was a good player at Ole Miss, and he's done a nice job. I think he had his most productive game there the other day and drafted AVT in the first round. So they have a pretty good nucleus of young players, regardless of who the quarterback is, and the same thing defensively. So I think the one thing that stands out about their team defensively is their front four is the strength of their team. Like Those guys create a lot of problems, They create and they play them in waves too. So whether it's Q, whether it's Fatakasi, uh, Nate Shepard, they signed Rankins in free agency, JFM, like who has really done this yep. through the arc of his career. So their front presents a lot of problems. They got Mosley back, who's the quarterback of the defense, and they draft the other Michael Carter, who's yep. played slot corner for them, has given them some good plays. And then they've had, a, you know, other than Hall, you know, Bryce has kind of been consistent on the perimeter. And then, you know, they've played a bunch of guys in the perimeter, whether it was Eccles, Isaiah Dunn. So they've had, and then at safety, they've forced have been forced to play some other guys as well. So to a certain extent, they've had to deal with, I'd say, some of the same things that we've had to deal with, and they've played well at different points, but they certainly can present some problems on each side of the ball. All right, there's Nick Casario on the New York Jets situation. Let's get to Coach David Culley now. John Harris and I catch up with him every week. I get 
to him twice a week because I do a pregame interview with the head coach. And I've done that since the beginning of time in my broadcast career. It's something I really value as the play-by-play announcer, being able to talk with the head coach of a team before a game. And I've done it in basketball and baseball, too, back in the college days. I was fortunate enough to interview John Calipari when I was at UMass and later on Leonard Hamilton at Miami uh, when they were basketball coaches there. And I was at those places. Uh, but with football, it's just something really different and special. you got to get it a couple of days in advance. You can talk to a basketball coach about an hour before the game, and that's okay. You cannot approach a football coach about an hour before the game. I've got a feeling Coach Cully might go for it. <laughs> I've got a feeling he might. Maybe not an hour, maybe two, maybe three. Uh, but it's probably not a good idea. I know that Frank Reich does it in Indianapolis. That's rare, though. I mean, that might be the only time I've ever heard of that. Anyway, I catch up with Coach Cully once a week. And I'm kind of rambling on about this. But Johnny and I talked to him this week about being able to tune out the noise. In fact, John asked that question, their ability, the Texans' ability to tune out the noise. There's a lot of noise when you go 1-8 and eight to start. So they tuned out the noise clearly against the Tennessee Titans. Here's what the coach had to say about it. Basically what it does is that when you win, it validates blocking out the noise. Yeah. You know, it yeah. validates the fact that if you allow the noise to interfere with what you're doing and, and the process that you're going through, Stay in the course, uh, the more you lose, the more you feel like that there may be something to that. Yeah. This football team is a classic example of keep the noise out, keep doing the right things, play football the right way, and when you go out and play the right way, you get your wins. Yeah. And it's no different this week playing the New York Jets. I mean, we go out and we play the football game the way we should play the football game. They play it the way they should play the football game. It's going to be a fourth-quarter ball game. And whoever plays the best and whoever does the right things is going to have a chance to win the game. And the records don't matter. Man, that was such a nice win for the Texans over the Tennessee Titans. Not just because you break the eight-game losing streak, but it's who you beat. It's how highly regarded they were going into that game. It's a division opponent. It's the rival. It's the former Oilers. It's all of it. And leaving that place with a victory was extra special. And the Texans have to tune out that noise and get ready for the big one on Sunday against the Jets. You go back-to-back and then set up a showdown with the Colts. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, okay? It's salute to service day. Now, so many people tell me this is their favorite theme day, and I think that it's easy to understand why when you see the tributes in the stands and on the video board and on the field. It's just phenomenal, the people that the Texans bring in to honor military members, people who have made a great contribution to our nation. It's just fun to see as the whole game day crew does a tremendous job. So naturally, I decided to ask Coach Cully about this aspect of the game. Hey, the reasons why we're able to do what we do mm-hmm. and enjoy life the way we enjoy life in this country is because of those servicemen and service women that have served this uh, nation. And my father and my uncle, one was Korean War and the other one was World War II. And they never, never let me forget why you're able to do the things that you're doing right now is because of the people that have served, people that have uh, lost their lives for us to be able to do what we do. And it's very special. There's Coach Cully on Salute to Service Day. Can't wait. Sunday kick at noon. It's live on Sports Radio 610 and the Bull 100.3 FM. And you don't want to miss this one as the Texans try to make it two consecutive victories. And the New York Jets, they have two wins. We mentioned them beating the Titans earlier in overtime. And they also have a win over Cincinnati. That was when Cincinnati was coming off that 
demolishing of the Baltimore Ravens on the road, and everyone was anointing Cincinnati. Doesn't it feel like this year, every time somebody gets anointed as the team in the AFC or the NFC for that matter, they get knocked down a peg or two, and you have to reset everything. And it just feels like that every single week. The Cowboys, they had that done. We mentioned the Cardinals, Bengals, Cleveland earlier. Now Kansas City's coming back. Hey, Buffalo had a big win on Thanksgiving against the New Orleans Saints. Are they back? Because they go up and down every week, it feels. I think it's wide open. You're not going to know for a while. It's a long season. It's still early. I know it doesn't seem early. You're past Thanksgiving now, but trust me, there's still a lot of stuff that can happen. You have six, seven games left, depending on how many uh, games you played and when your buy is and all that. There's so many different possibilities out there. You just enjoy it week to week and enjoy the Texans and Jets on Sunday. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. Check out all the other podcasts wherever you got this one or wherever fine podcasts are available. Have a great day, everyone, and go Texans!